What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Midtown Midweek. Just three besties hanging out on a couch. This is your host, Melissa Fennell, and I'm joined with my co-host, Jake Blair. What up? How's it going? It's going so great. How are you doing? It's a Monday. (laughs) I've had some good coffee today. There you go. So I'm grateful for that. This is the calm before the storm. This is the day before three days of staff planning days. How are mm-hmm. we feeling? Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling fine. I think it's going to be um, helpful and beneficial for our church families. Indeed. Speaking of church family. <laughs> Ooh, that was a nice segue. We have with us in between us on the couch, our best friend for the week, from Midtown Lexington, Pastor Michael Bailey. What up? I was sitting over here, like just trying to be so quiet as y'all were going going through that little intro thing. But in my mind, I had guess who's back, back again playing. Oh. It was very entertaining for me. Bailey, you did this before. Do you remember that? Uh, Somebody on this podcast has sang that Eminem song before. I'm sure it was me. I believe Tim did it once. I believe Bailey, you've Tim. done it once. Well, it's easy. First of all, mm-hmm. but second of all, uh, I've been I've been on a little uh, slim shady rabbit hole for the past couple of days. Anywho, we dropped some big news. We have we an did. Instagram page now. We do Midtown Midweek. Midtown Midweek. Give us a follow. We are currently at sixty six followers. Now, in this latest post of yours, you announced that we're doing a giveaway. Do you want to tell us more about that? Yep. We have a giveaway going on right now. So if you give us a follow before Wednesday, we are going to pick a random new follower and you will win a cutie little mug, a piecewise gift card, and a In Columbia As It Is In Heaven sticker mm, Yeah, for which, your water bottles. I which, will say those mugs are fantastic. They're handmade, first of all. People need to know they're handcrafted. Mm -hmm. And literally, I drink out of the one that I have every single day. It's the perfect size. It's not too deep. It's not too wide. Uh, It holds the heat really well. I'm a big, big fan. So you you want this mug, actually, is all I'm trying to say. These stickers as well, they are also a limited run. They're pretty great. Can't find them. Can't Can't find find them anywhere. Except... On the Midtown Midweek. Except on the Midtown Midweek. So in order to get entered into this, I need to follow the Instagram page. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Okay. I said you needed to follow 30 additional accounts. It was a joke. It was a joke. Jordy got really mad. Sorry, Jordy. We love you. Um, Yeah. So there you go. Just us. Just follow us. And part of this Instagram page will include resources. It'll include behind the scenes stuff. Shenanigans. With our church family. It'll also include local spotlights, which reminds me, That's Columbia, great. you'd rather be here. I'll do the local spotlight this week. There is a coffee shop that I stumbled upon recently. Um, they've been around a while. Hmm. And I went to them initially when it was like half coffee shop, half wine shop. And it was a little too small, but they've since uh, become that whole building has become a coffee shop. I like it in that the vibe is really cool. I'm talking about Curiosity Coffee Shop. You know, I've never been there. I like it. I like the vibe. It has sort of like an Asheville vibe to it. The owners are wonderful. They really? live in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. Columbia really is getting better by the day. Like there are a lot of really great locally owned uh coffee shops. Like I feel like you guys have told me about one 
almost every week at this point, a place I haven't been, mostly because I'm out here just grinding on the office coffee, you know, while I'm trying to work. I rarely <laughs> take all, a coffee but break. But it's local coffee. But it is local so. coffee, Loveland, and it's, it's very good. But that, that's exciting. I'm also really excited that you're going to feature these things on the Instagram page. Like, what a perfect utilization of that Thank account. Because, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, we spit all these recommendations, oh, and if people don't know where the show notes are, as apparently some people don't know mm-hmm. where show mm-hmm. notes are, mm-hmm. uh, this gives people uh, easy, easy online understand. aggregate Gosh. to uh, to find that stuff. That's great. Good idea, guys. Well done. Hey. Literally cannot yeah. roll my eyes hard enough. So there you go. Local Spotlight. Check that out. Let's go ahead. Let's get into the sermon this week. So this is sort of a a foundational passage that our church has been built upon, Acts 2, what it looks like to be a family together. I've been here a little over five years, but I know y'all have been around since perhaps day one, and I would love to hear from you guys, especially since this text has been pivotal since day one of our church. Love to hear from y'all as Midtown veterans. So as far as how long I've been around, I mean... As pretty close to day one, not not quite day one. I think day one would actually be considered when uh, some of the squad moved to Columbia in late 2005, but that was long before there was any sort of public gathering, long before even there was any like groups meeting as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came down in 2006 uh, during my senior year of college, uh, got connected because obviously God had been putting um, ministry and church planting and things like that, you know, on my heart. Uh, some of the stuff that God had been teaching me while at school was that the church was meant to function like a family. Specifically, it was meant to be a family of missionaries, that mission work wasn't just this thing that you sent people overseas to do, but it was actually the calling of all believers everywhere. It wasn't a matter of if you're called, uh, but just simply where are you called, you know? Uh, And so... I heard one of the guys who originally came down to plant the church talk about this idea. He was saying a lot of the same things that we had been learning. Uh, And so basically it was just like, hey, can I come down and learn from you guys and work with you? And the rest they say is history. I came and I never left. Uh, So uh, it it was those ideas of Jesus-centered family and mission, even though we didn't have that language at the time to really say it, that that drew me to be a part of what was taking place down here. And so I moved down full-time, you know, after I finished up my senior year. uh, And like I said, have been been here ever, ever since. Uh, I moved to Columbia summer of 2007 for school i thought i wanted to do early childhood that was not accurate um yeah okay moved here summer 2007 i started coming around midtown in february 2008 i think we had just added a seven o'clock service at the vista at that time we had only been doing five o'clock yeah a uh, friend invited me and I came once and was like, okay, I don't need to go anywhere else. This is it for me. Nice. So going on 14, 14 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's great. I feel very mm-hmm. old. I feel very old. <laughs> so question for you guys. Y'all have been around probably total. If we were to add that up, 30 years worth of, wow. mid- of Midtown you don't have to We don't say need to that add way. that up. You don't have to say it that way. 30 years. You could you could literally pick any other way to say it than that way. <laughs> been around almost 
over three decades, you're going on to your fourth collective decade of right, Midtown experience here. <laughs> you are just having middle fun with age, it now. if oh. you will. Hey, right, listen, I am middle aged and I do experience. love it. I'm hitting my sweet spot in middle age, baby. What would be something that if I am brand new to Midtown or if I'm brand new to, to the idea of church's family, what's something you might encourage our listeners with or challenge them with, considering y'all have been in this for a bit? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it will be the hardest thing you ever do, and it'll be one of the most worthwhile things you ever do. So God, in his infinite wisdom, you know, set up—I mean, he's always been about people creation and about his people belonging to one another and ultimately belonging to him. And the reality of it is, is that is actually really and truly for our good. Like, God is for our good in this idea of belonging to a people. And the reality of it is, though, is that for us as modern Americans, and we talked about this a little bit in the sermon, is that cuts against the grain of everything that we think and feel. Like, we believe that our lives are meant to be individualized, and only insofar as a group benefits me does it matter if I belong to it, you know? Uh, and my commitment will only stretch as far as I perceive that I'm getting something out of this group. But my primary allegiance and my primary identity are to myself first over and above group. And and God's vision for how all this will work is, is a little bit different than that. Um, but the reason I say it's the hardest and the best thing is it's the hardest because we're not naturally going to do it. But it's the best because, man, God brings so much wonderful fruit out of it. Uh, I don't know if this was mentioned downtown in the sermon, but one of my favorite ways to talk about is community is Jesus's school of love. It is the context in which our discipleship happens. Um, we become who we are meant to be in Christ through following Jesus alongside other others together. Like, or the way we say, you know, we follow Jesus together, however it may be. Com. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I would just say like, listen, you short circuit what God wants to do and will do in your life when you choose to relegate church to the margins or when you choose to treat church like it's just an event that you attend or, you know, a building that you walk into or whatever. But when you when you understand that church is meant to be a family and that says more about what you are called to contribute to it than what they are necessarily called to contribute to you and you give yourself fully in it, oh man, I mean, the maturity and the growth and the sanctification that happens, like it would blow your mind. Like, for example, I am a different person today because of my investment in this community. There are edges of who I am that uh, were sinful, that I never had any idea, like even existed in me, that were able to get brought into the light and sanded down or refined into what God wanted because I walked in community with other people who helped me see those things, who helped me see how impatient I was, who helped me see how utterly opinionated I am. And I still am, but I'm learning to like hold those opinions looser and recognize, you know what? It's, so, it's softened. <laughs> They're still there. They're still, still edges, there. but it's like, I've been able to see these things and repent where I need to repent and become, and become, I think more of what God actually intends for me to be. And that's what he is going to do through it for you as well. And so if you're on the fence, man, I would just say buy in, expect it to be hard expect it to be hard. Uh, but know that hard does not mean bad uh, and get after it. Yeah. What was it? The psychological concept. If I expect things to be really easy, it will be hard. But if I expect things to be really hard, yes. it's not going to be easy, but it won't be. It doesn't take you by surprise. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, I expected this to be hard. And you wind up finding out that, oh, if I expected it to be harder than this, 
this is not, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it, you know, it will be hard. Like you're going to have to learn to forgive people because we're all people who needed Jesus's grace. And that means somebody in this community is going to sin against you in a way that you feel like you can never forgive. That is going to happen. And that is the opportunity that you have to become someone who supernaturally forgives as Jesus does. How wonderful That's that awesome. you could become that. Yeah. And community is what is going to produce that in you. Love that. Melly, how would you answer that question? So when I first started coming around, I knew one person and was never like taught how to make friends. And so I think because of the size of our church, it can be really easy to feel like lost in the crowd, maybe. Um, but one of the things that I did was I just started serving and getting to know people that way. And that was crucial for me um, because the people that I was serving with were awesome and welcoming and I had never experienced that before. And so I would say if you're new to just like jump in, jump in the water, we're not going to bite. Um, or if we do, that's your opportunity to forgive. There it is. <laughs> we might bite. We might Maybe. bite. Um, and we may be wrong for it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would just say meet as many people as you can for what would I challenge people with? This is a fun question. Um, I would challenge people to stay. Mm. I think it is really easy to get hurt and want to believe that that won't happen other places, but it's like it's going to like we're very flawed people and having stayed for almost 14 years it has been really beautiful to stick it out and see what the lord has done through our church family yeah i like yeah. that that's great y'all. that's a good word all right well thank you all for that this wraps up our time for the midweek make sure to give our instagram page a follow and be picking a winner on wednesday winner wednesday all right <laughs> We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>